This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. If Cabot were a novel, it'd be about coming of age. Cabot Exterior Stain protects the true character of wood for beauty that lasts. Cabot, trusted by pros for over 140 years. Available at a retailer near you. And welcome to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Giannis Janais, Scott Tanfield from Friends of Fulham and the Fofcast, Emilio Donnell, and Fulham legend Gordon Davis. This is our 10-year anniversary show, which we're going to be looking back at 10 years of Cottage Talk, some memories. We'll talk about our memories of Cottage Talk, also obviously Fulham memories. And halfway through the show, we're going to have more people Thank join you. us. We have a ton of people that wanted to be on this show so you might hear some familiar voices in the second half of the show if you're not familiar with, with us already. But let's not waste any time because uh, I want to talk to all these guys. So first, Mr. Tanfield, I can't thank you enough for joining us. This is a, a special show for us to do, and I'm just so glad you could join us. Yeah, and no, I'm look, looking forward to coming on, Russ. As I say, I think we've um, we've all known each other a long time. Um, it's all back in the day. Um, I say, Cottage Talk being one of the original sort of podcasts. I mean, even now with so much choice that's out there for the fans or whatever, it's um, it's been going a long time. Um, really good to get on tonight and obviously see some really familiar faces as well. Great, Scott. And and I'll, I'll say this a hundred times and, and because I, I love the Fofcast. You guys are doing a great job. Mike, who does the Fofcast with you, will be joining us in the second half of the show. Mike has been on a member of College Talk for a while, so I'm glad that he's doing your show as well. You guys do a great job. Over to you, Giannis. Giannis, how are you doing? You're looking forward to this. I am. I'm looking forward to talking about all things Mark Fotheringham. Oh, gee. Well, <laughs> well, now we have to go far back, right, right Giannis? <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's, it's fantastic. And, you know, Cottage Talk is one of many great uh, Fulham podcasts we've got where we can all you know, vent our, our pleasure, our displeasure, our frustration. We've got a lot of memories as well. Of course. Many, many good ones and a few not so good ones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Giannis. We'll go through some of them as we go through the show. Emilio, as always, uh, thank you for joining me. You looking forward to this. 
Absolutely. I joined. I remember when I joined. I think it was like 2014, I think it was. I, I was going to ask every one of you, when, <clears throat> when was the first time? So 2014. Because I remember I was in New York, December 2014, and we beat Sheffield Wednesday 4-0. And you're meant to come and do the show with me in the hotel. That's, do you remember that? That's right. I remember that. Remember I remember that. that. You were, you were, were you taken ill or was a car broken down? It was one of the two. My car. It was Your my car. car broke down. So yep. you didn't come to New York on the Friday to do the show for the Saturday. But then you came that's right. on the Sunday after the game. So And we did a show, I think, if I remember rightly. But, yeah, it's been seven years. So it's there's been lots of highs and lows with the club over that time. But, yeah, look, you know, 10 years on, we're still all best of friends here. We've got legends on the show. We do. The show continues to gather momentum, um, you know, with other podcasts out there, all competing. There's, there's a room, there's room for every podcast. That's the main thing. Every, every absolutely podcast different theme, different flavor, and you know whether we got positive or negative fans. I know some of them are going to cut. Some of our not so positive friends and colleagues will be joining us soon. But yeah, it's it's been a pleasure to be part of this show. Anyway, thank you for inviting me. Well, thank you, Emilio. And uh, <laughs> this should be a fun show. And like I said, the look back at ten years is pretty amazing. And Gordon, I, I can't thank you enough for joining us. You have you and Rob have been coming on for the past couple of seasons. We really appreciate it. And your insight has been very valuable. And uh, it's funny because uh, I'm going to mention someone in just a second. Well, I'll, I might as well mention him now because uh, I call him my mentor, Dan Crawford from HamiN.com. He actually really helped me on the beginning of Cottage Talk along with Kyle Bond. And he actually really taught me about the history. And one of the things he taught me about a great deal was you, Gordon. So, so wow. again, I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful to uh, Dan Crawford is really, really helping me learn the history of FOMO way back when. And uh, it's just such an honor to have you on this 10 year anniversary show, Gordon. I know Rob couldn't make it and uh, I'm sure he would have been here, but I'm glad that you were able to join us tonight. No, it, it, it... It's been um, an eventful two years uh, since uh, I, f I first came on. And uh, obviously, uh, as you said, there are things going uh, for the club, things going against the club. Um, and uh, I suppose I should say happy happy anniversary for, for the 10 years, which is yep. amazing. And uh, also just to make... Um, Emilio feel at home. I thought, well, if I, if I come if I come closer, if I come closer to the <laughs> to the monitor, and 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 sort of <laughs> okay, okay, it's not there. Plenty of room here. Plenty of room. Plenty of room. It's just the back of the loft here, and everyone does comment on it. It's oh, just <laughs> but it's, it's it's just nice to be, it's just nice to be involved, yeah. um, even though I'll probably. Um, uh, be leaving you before the um, uh, the the Doom Squad come on board, but um, <laughs> we'll we'll have to wait and see for that. Because I'll I'll listen to what they have to say uh, in the podcast. Okay, well, fantastic, Gordon. As always, thank you for joining us. Uh, a couple mentions before we get started and and talking about ten years of uh, college talk. Want to wish a very happy birthday to Emma Reynolds, uh, a good friend of the show. So, Emma, I hope you're listening or watching. Uh, we're thinking about you on your very special day. And uh, I just, uh, you know, I wish you all the best uh, to you and your husband, the foam fart. Anyone that knows, I call him the foam fart. So just thought I'd mention that. Okay. Also, big shout out to Kyle, who I started Cottage Talk with 
back 10 years ago. It was actually August the 25th. We were actually doing a podcast about the Dnipro match. That's how far back this goes. The qualifying, trying to get into the group stages of the Europa League, as we all know, Foam failed the second time around. But that's how we started Cottage Talk. It was Kyle and I just talking about Foam. And actually, uh, Kyle couldn't make it today, but him and I are going to be doing a show very soon. We look forward to him and I doing it, and I have a major thank you to him. As I mentioned, major thank you to Dan Crawford, because after Kyle moved to Australia in our first season, we just couldn't do the show together. And Dan Crawford picked it up from HamBN.com and helped Cottage Talk continue. And then he brought in some of his guys from HamBN.com, and then, of course, everyone else came and joined and uh helped do the show and it took off from there. So major thank you to Dan. He couldn't make it today either, but I, he's uh, again, a valuable uh, part of the history of cottage talk. Okay. All right. Let's get going. And um, Scott, I'm going to start with you. You've been on a few times, more than a few times. So hmm. let's just start here. I don't, I don't know if you remember the first time you were on the show, but is there a favorite moment you have when you've been on the show with us that, that you could think of? Um, I don't think it's a, it's a favourite moment, Russ. I mean, all shows that we've been on have been different. Um, people that we've spoken to, people that have joined, people that have left. It's it's been you know quite a journey over ten years. And I say, I've not been an absolute regular, but we've known each other from the start, and it's, yep. it's been good to see you know the show evolve. And you know, like seeing the likes of obviously Gordon coming on the show. You know, sort of players from around about my era, which you know I used to watch play when you know when I was younger. I mean, you you wouldn't kind of get that now in today's game, I don't think. Um, so it's refreshing to see you know guys like that come on and, and contribute um, because back then football was a lot different. I think from a player perspective, um, you get a lot more sort of insight into how football was, and I think they understand you more as fans. And I think that's been really good. And, and one thing that your show has done, obviously moving forward. Um, I don't know, Russ. I mean, it's really difficult to sort of see and think what are the best parts. Um, yep. All I know is the first show that I'd done was my first ever podcast. I was absolutely bricking it. Um, <laughs> you're, no, you're, you're fine, uh, Scott. You're I, fine. I, I probably sounded fine when we was on, but no, it was just the anxiety, <laughs> the nerves. I mean, sort of running up. Right. I'd, never done, I'd never done one before because we'd just run four rooms and I'd never had to be a voice or, you know. And, and this face isn't isn't for viewing. Trust me. Um, so it's <laughs> it's it's one of those sort of things, really, where I, I just remember being really nervous. Um, yeah. And then I remember coming on quite a few times, and I think sort of back then when I started, we wasn't having a particularly good time. Um, I think through through the kind of McGat era, I think it was. Yep. Um, so wasn't a lot of positivity to talk about when you know when we were on it. It was a kind of you know a win against I don't know maybe like a Bristol City or something. Yep. Like that. We won away from home. Five one or whatever it was, and then we got smashed at home four 0 by Bournemouth. It was very up and down, you know. Um, yep. But no, I mean, just in general, to give my feedback, as I say, I always watch from the outside. We're, we're doing our own bits and pieces now, yep. and it's really good to, to watch you sort of evolve, you know, as cottage chalk in, into the way that you've gone, really, Russ. Well, thank you very much, Scott. And what's great is that, like I said, your show, the Fofcast. You guys started, and uh, you've really taken that under your wing. And Owen, Mike, Jerry, and whoever else you have joining you, listen, you've had Steve Lidyard on, you've had Claire on. You guys are doing a great job. And uh, it's just nice to have another great podcast. We have several great podcasts. You're doing a great job, Scott. I just want to make sure, you know, I I know what you're saying, that you were nervous in the beginning. I do want to mention this because I'm going to go to Giannis in just a second. I wouldn't call it a favorite moment, but a moment that stands out 
with you and Giannis was when you guys were, were going at Tony Khan and you gave him like, I think a one out of 10 for a window that, that stands out to me. I don't know if you, do you remember that? Has, has anything changed since? I don't think it has. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I had to mention that because. No, that's fine. But yeah. just, Russ, just one thing before I sort of move on, because I mentioned sure. this the other day and it's, Fofcast kind of evolved in, in lockdown with you know a few guys that sort of suffer you know, sort of from mental health and stuff like that. And it was a kind of I think it was a, a period for people to get involved with something, um, for something to do to keep them sort of interested, to keep their minds on something. Um, but one thing that it has brought tonight is it's yeah, you know, we'll start a podcast, we'll do this. And I don't think a lot of people realise how much time and effort goes into actually making a show. Yeah. Um, you know, when you see a show come up, especially one of yours or whatever it is on, on Twitter or on Facebook, you, know, you give it a listen and you think, yeah, it was all right. It wasn't really me or it was. But I was trying to explain the other day, someone said to me, how much time goes into a podcast? And I said, well, the time and effort that it takes, I mean, if you record for an hour, you then yep. sit there for an hour and a half editing, adding music, taking blips and bleeps out. Then you sit there for another hour, um, you know, sort of pushing out on social media and stuff like that. And by the time it's gone out, I don't think people realise that. So I just wanted to sort of say, you know, I'll give my opinion, you know, in regards to what you've done for the last 10 years. Oh, well, thank you, Scott. You know, thank this, you. This, is, this is the process of what, yep. you know, you go through and all these guys go through, getting the agendas done. I mean, even the agenda sitting there, putting that together takes, what, yep. 40 minutes, 50 minutes to do that? Yeah. So, yeah, just wanted to say that. No, I appreciate that, Scott. And uh, because, again, Obviously, you understand the time and effort that goes into that. And I, listen, I do it because I love it, and I know everyone that joins me does it because they love talking phone. But I, I appreciate you mentioned that. Over to you, Giannis. Uh, you know, again, I, I wanted to throw that out about about you and Scott because it <laughs> it hit me thinking about. I remember that show, but I, I want to go back to the beginning with you. Do you remember your first show? It was in twenty fourteen. Okay, another 2014. Uh, yeah, and I remember thinking, uh, I remember actually I phoned my dad up and I said, I'm going to be on a podcast. I'm not going to repeat what he said. Um, <laughs> but the, the sixth letter of the alphabet was prominent in his response. Um, but uh, it, I think if there's one moment, it, it's, it's funny. When I did the, um, we did the, the, the shows with Rodney Marsh and with Ivan oh, and Ro Robbo. Yes. And mm. my my dad passed five years ago, and he'd have, I know he'd have really enjoyed those shows because he was those are huge, great. Yeah, he was a huge fan of particularly Ivor, and um, he I know I can see him now. He would have been you know up against his computer listening intently and maybe swearing at a few things I was asking. Um, but there, there were great memories. The one thing that that stands out for me might have been the the um, the playoff game against Villa, the post game show. I wasn't. Oh, oh, that was great. Um, and it was because, and it's funny how three years is a long time in football because there was the Adoy, Monsieur Edouard and his his tackle, <laughs> his mauling, his rugby tackle on um, on Jack Grealish. But I was thinking about last night how far Jack Grealish has come since that game, and that now you know he's um, he's considered you know I think in many ways the maybe the best player since Gaza in terms of his skill and his ability to turn a game, and it just goes to show you know we still have a doy with us and what have you and we've gone up and down yep. but uh, how you know even a few years can make a big difference in terms of the fortunes of the club but that was a magnificent moment okay. Wembley never and you were there I was <laughs> there I was there and uh listen th that's great these shows that you're talking about and uh, Amelia I, I want to go to you you know you said 2014 
we've done a lot of shows together. Is there one that stands out to you? Is there a moment that stands out to you? I know that's kind of really putting you to really think about it because there've been so many shows. Was there one like Giannis was talking about, like after the uh, championship final, was there one that stands out to you? Yeah, I said there was quite a few. I remember the first one was, a, I think I did it with, with David Harley on the show. It was a Friday night preview show. I can't remember who the game was against on okay. Saturday, but yeah, I remember it was David Harley at the time. I remember when we even transitioning from Skype to, to live videos. Look at you know, how, <laughs> how the technology has also evolved over the last That's right. I'm glad that you mentioned that. We've moved with the times. We do, yeah. we do shows straight out after the game outside the ground. It was originally on audio. Now we will start to do it outside video. So I think that's big, a big favourite moment of mine, the way that we've transitioned with our technology. We've obviously had Tony Khan on the show. When was that, 2014 we, or 15? I can't remember now. I, I want to say I want to say 2015 15. that we had that we had Tony on. That was yeah, that was that interesting. Was show. Yep. He was very open, yeah. transparent with us that day. You know, wasn't holding back. Uh, nope. You know the obviously the Villa victory post match. That was that was ex, you know, excellent. I still remember the nerves I had when we beat Brentford in the final. I think you know. I remember I was. Everyone else was celebrating. I'm still. I know. I know, Emilio. You and I did a show right afterwards, and you, you know, were the one that said it on the beers and champagne. I think. Hold on a minute. I'm worried about next season already. So that's just, you know, couldn't couldn't enjoy the moment. But yeah, there's been a lot. Of, I know, Gordon, you're laughing there, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> but it's trying to be realistic. But we've had other players. We had Pesky Salido on Paul Pesky Salido. We had Pesh on the show. Yes. We've done lots of variety. We've done like we've done charity, you know, not charity, you know, things like Fulham Foundation. We've done shows around. Yep, we've done a, a variety of shows. We've done a hell of a lot of things, to be honest. And you know, yeah. But what's a constant here is the pro, you know the the product has evolved, but we're still doing shows, you know, two three times a week. And to Scott's point, we know how long these things take to to prepare, yeah, review, edit, and so forth. We shouldn't underestimate the amount of time you put in week in week out so thank you very much for that russ but yeah i think there's many favorite moments but i think i just love the fact that we were, a, were able to attract honest people out there former players former legends and just you know i've met a lot of people off the back of the show as well and i think that's, that's a, i've got to be grateful for that so yanis you came to london with nina do you remember nina yeah i remember, remember when you guys met that's remember right nina's house that was, a fantastic night. That was a wonderful that? one wonderful yeah. evening that really was yeah yeah, yeah. you know i forgot the, about that yeah, you came sure. down to my, my wife and you. We went up to Sophie's right. Steakhouse in Covent Garden. Do you remember that? That's and we right. went to dinner that night. Five years Scott? ago? Oh, about five years ago. Yeah, it was about five years ago, if I can remember correctly. Then Nina, yeah. no, Nina did a few shows. I remember, yep. I, remember yeah. I did one yep. at her place yep. one, yeah. one afternoon. Yep. And, you know, I remember we were drinking champagne after the game, after that show. But yeah, it's just there's a lot of fun moments. We met a lot yep. of good people. So it's. Uh, I think I think Emilio even came and met me at the Golden Nine once, and he hadn't even. Yeah, come yeah, came to me. That was Crystal Palace at home, first game of the season three years ago. I was saying, so you COVID jab then, so he wasn't safe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that's great, Emilio, and yeah. and and I'm, and I'm glad that you mentioned it because for me, you know, and and again, I guess you could say my favorite moment of the show <laughs> is really not the show on the show it's meeting you hmm. meeting mike a bunch of times you know and you know going to wembley and meeting people that recognize me from the show which still to this day hmm. blows my mind but it's the people that i met it's the friends that i met Th those are my favorite moments of the show hmm. it, it, it's who i've met so and the fact that it, we could still do this and we could talk about foam. And I will say this one more time, and it goes back to how glad I am that Scott has his own show. The content's needed. The content is needed because the media coverage of foam, I'll say right now, sucks and blows. I mean, it's terrible. And we are the ones that are doing it. The blogs, all of it, you know, um, Scott's wonderful 
website message board, it's us. We're the ones that are doing it, you know, and that's what's wonderful about this. It's the content. And I'm just glad that we're a part of that. So uh, I'm very happy about that. Gordon, over to you. Now, again, you've been on more than a few times. And uh, I got to tell you, my favorite moment with you is always you and Emilio going at each other. That That's always my favorite <laughs> moments because it's it's pure gold. I love that, to be honest with you. But um, again, um, I'm, I'm just curious about your experience overall being on the show. Well, I must admit, you said something um, strange, which I can relate to, that uh, people have spoken to me more since I've been coming on the show, because obviously, <laughs> although I do uh, um, uh, some comments in the program on a, a match, a home match basis, um, of course, they always put the old photograph of me um, in, in the, one of the white shirts that I used to wear. So everybody yep. knows what I used to look like. And I think it's only those who come into hospitality um, actually know what I look like today. So the people who have, who have been looking at the show for the last two years have actually been able to say, Jesus, does Ivor look like that now? And so therefore, when I walk around Craven Cottage on a match day, people actually talk to me now rather than ignoring me, which is which is quite nice. So I'd like to thank you for that. Um, from from my point of view, um, and Scott said something earlier on about uh, the different podcasts getting people involved, and uh, especially with uh, COVID, about the mental health side of things, and mm. people need something to take their mind off the sometimes the boredom uh, of of everyday life, and sometimes like last season, the boredom of actually losing virtually every week that the game we were playing a game. So um, I think it does a fantastic job by just linking people together mm. and uh, saying certain things on, on the podcast, which might sort of uh, either confirm what they're thinking or give them something else to think about um, or a different line of thought from obviously um, the, the way that Emilio or myself, I'm obviously a, a glass half full and yep. Emilio is, I can only say, an empty glass, not a glass <laughs> half <laughs> empty. So, uh, so we, we will all we will always look at uh, look at things from different points of view. But I've I've, I've always enjoyed it when I've come on, and obviously, uh, when I came on, first of all, I think I said that Rob and myself will never see eye to eye, um, and we we differ on certain <laughs> things. But mm. it's one of those yeah. situations. Uh, that I love coming on. I love sort of meeting new people because obviously yep. Scott I've not, not I've not seen before. Um, so yeah, I, I've loved every minute of it. And oh, to think great. that I've only been doing it for two for two years, but those two years have seemed to have gone just like a flash. And before you before you know it, we'll have won this league again. Uh, we'll be going <laughs> up to the Premier League, and um, Emilio will still be wary of uh, what's in front of us. So. Well, yeah, it's, but that's Emilio. <laughs> that's how he rolls, Gordon. But, you know, what's interesting, and I'll just share one of uh, my favorite moments. You know, again, I, I know I talked about you and Emilio, but what's great about having you and Rob on, and I, I'm so feel lucky that you guys spend time with, with us to do this show, is your analysis. Your analysis is so great. 
because you played the game at such a high level and so successful that you can, you can really see the problems or the successes that Fulham are having, especially with you. You know, and again, you were very open with your frustration with with the situation at striker last season. And Rob really broke down the midfield. It's just so wonderful mm-hmm. to have that kind of analysis, Gordon. Well, well, as long as it's sort of helping people not necessarily understand something, because there's a lot of supporters who have been who have been watching games for 30, 40 plus years. And I've always said it's not rocket science, but you listen to some of the pundits these days and some of the managers, and they do talk um, in a different um, world from what we used to say. Um, And there's a low block, there's a high block. I didn't even have a clue what what they were. But uh, (laughs) parking the bus, uh, I understood that. And um, it's one of those situations where... Uh, the terminology, I think, has um, uh, has changed, and a lot of the newer supporters follow that. But if I if I turned around and said, "Well, yeah, Middlesbrough parked the bus," perhaps they wouldn't have a clue what I'm talking about because I'm one of the old fogies who goes back 30, 40, 50 years ago. So it's um, as long as people can. Uh, see what we or understand what what Rob is trying to say about the midfield. What I'm trying to say about the forwards, and it, it makes it sort of clearly obvious sometimes what's going wrong and why don't you just change it? Then um, it, it's a simple. It, well, it should be a simple game to play and a simple game to understand, but it's just complicated sometimes by coaches, managers, and pundits. Okay, excellent stuff. All right. Um, I'm going to go go around the room because it's been 10 years. It's been 10 years. I'm, I'm going on the cottage talk 10 years. So, Scott, I'm going to ask you, you know, and again, uh, I didn't give you guys an agenda. I'm just throwing <clears> stuff <throat> at you. In these 10 years, what's the best match of the cottage talk decade for you? Best full match in 10 seasons. I'm going to throw it all at you. You can only name one. What would it be? I think it's got to be Wembley first time around. Okay, okay, very good. I, I totally, I totally agree. It's, it's funny because I'm, I'm thinking of some that it could be, but Wembley is one that that I'm that I'm thinking about. How, how about you, Amelia? Yeah, it was a bit. I've always, again, it's for me. It's probably still the Juventus game. The fact that you know you're playing a you know world champions, European, you know, the amount of time but that was before. That was th- that was that was before these ten years. Oh yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, other day it would be the it would be the Villa game. I think I think that was you know the Villa game. Wow. Wembley, when it has to be that, to be honest, really. You know, we've had lots of lots of proud moments as a Fulham yep. fan in the last ten years during the show. But I think it has to be that Villa game, to be honest. Okay, Giannis, how about you? Believe it or not, it might it might be the second Wembley game. Um, the Brentford, because I was terrified that we were going to lose to those buggers. I really couldn't <laughs> think, and especially with the Emilio Marcondes comments before, and that Joe Bryan goal is going to live, it's going to go down in history for its absolute brilliance. It, it was a moment, one of those moments in my Fulham life that I'll never forget because nobody saw it coming. I think a lot of us probably thought we were going to be, they'd beaten us um, twice. Um, we hadn't scored a goal against them. Everybody was tipping us to lose to them, and we somehow did the unthinkable, and we we knocked them off. And Joe Bryan, of all people, to score two goals in the final was that was that was pretty special. Okay, okay, so, so you're going for the second one. All right, how about you, Gordon? In these ten years, is it 
one well, of the uh, one of those matches, or is there something else? Um, no, I'd, I'd possibly go with with the second uh, match against Brentford because, as Yanis just said, nobody was was really fancying us to do anything in that game. That season, Brentford had been the better team. Um, when they played us, they they sort of uh, done the business on us in both games. And I don't think anybody could see us getting a result against them at, at Wembley. Um, the first game, which was was mentioned, I could see us beating Villa on the day, um, only because I think they had a few older legs in the team and, and we could probably uh, outrun them over 90 minutes. But certainly the Brentford game, uh, I was more worried about that game uh by the way that we were playing that season, I couldn't, I could not see us getting a result that night. And um, okay. as Yanis mentioned, I, I was looking at that ball in the side netting, thinking it's not gone in, mm. but it's gone into the side netting and got stuck there. So I didn't even realize that it was a goal until. Uh, somebody sort of started running away and then somebody mentioned on the commentary that we'd scored okay. because you just couldn't see him having yep. a shot from there. Um, and yes, it'll go down in history. as probably okay. one of the most important goals that ha has been scored at Fulham. Okay, excellent stuff. Guys, I'm going to ask you a question. Can you stick around for the entire show? Yes, I can. Yeah. Scott, can, yeah. you, can you stick around? Because... We do have some room now, so I'm going to add everyone on now. So coming up next, we're going to have some more people joining us. This should be very interesting. Okay, here's the second half of the show. we got a bunch of people joining us. Here we go. I'm going to let it rip. Okay, joining us right now is Mike Reich, Steve Lidyard, and David Holly. How are you guys all doing? Hiya. David, how are you doing? Great. Well, I'm, I'm in my football kit. I'm a bit worried that Steve's going to get his red card out now, of course. But okay, yeah, fantastic to be back and see you all. Okay. Well, it's it's good to have you back, David. Mike, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Yeah, no problem. Looking forward to it. Uh, just caught the tail end of the uh, first half. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, taking part now. Okay, excellent. Mr. Lydiard, how are you doing? I'm good. Russ and everybody else, I hope you guys are all good. And Emilio, haven't seen you in about three weeks. Yeah, it came for the Middlesbrough game. Saw you with your kids that day. As I said, it's, uh, what I said earlier, I've met Mike, I've met David many times, yourself, Steve. Yeah, just it's just, just you know, the show connected all of us, you know. Not, yeah. not actually yeah. on audio or video, but actually face-to-face. -face. We've had a few drinks over the years. Okay. I, I used to stalk Gordon when I was a schoolboy. <laughs> so, I, I think I think everybody that's everybody that's in this photograph now was watching me. Apart from perhaps one person, me, all of you but... were probably wearing short trousers. <laughs> okay, well, guys, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, you know I, I appreciate you coming in halfway through, David. I'm I'm just going to go with you again. Welcome back to Cottage Talk. It's been a while. And uh, I just want to, you know, again, we, we started the show, so it's been a while since you've been on. What has been your favorite moment when you were on the show? And then I'll go to Mike and Steve. Well, I'm, I'm just, I'm delighted to be part of the show with so many uh, co-hosts. I mean, we've got, to, well, only Leeds would have brought more, obviously. But I think, <laughs> I think we've got more um, co-hosts now than Fulham have got central midfielders, you know. 
It's been a long time. The doctors keep fix, fixing me up. I've still got, I've got even more plastic and metal than last time. So when I die, I'm not going to be cremated. My wife's going to have me recycled. I'm, you know, I think I missed, I've missed your boundless, ridiculous optimism, Russ. I've, I've, I've missed the Goldmans, of course. You know, yep. I love the Goldmans. Um, yep. You know, all those shows even where we were so rubbish, we were awful. And we had to spend the time, you know, swearing, making cheesy jokes, literally. James Bond references. We had a whole yes, show. Yes, yes, me, me you and Mike. Me, you and Mike with our James Bond connection, yes. Terrible impressions, Janice. Uh, and myself <laughs> as well, of course, you know, Mick McCarthy and Arsene Wenger and everybody else, you know. And, you know, I've missed also the interaction, of course, that we used to have the co-hosts and the fans on Twitter, you know, people groaning when I was right. And people jubilant when I was occasionally wrong, you know, and things like that. You know, and now look where we are this season. It's fantastic, isn't it, where we are? Who could expect this? Not even yeah. you could have expected this, really, could you? I know. But no. remember, there's one, there's one thing that I would okay. have said all those years ago. Okay. It still holds true. The table doesn't lie. Yes, David, the table doesn't lie. And I've used that on the show. And, yes, I will give you credit for the table doesn't lie. Of course you've got to bring that up. You know, but 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 David, I wouldn't be having you back on the show without saying Norch. So how about that? Did I say it correctly, David? No, we, that, that one that one's gone now. We've moved on. Okay, 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 moved okay, okay. We moved on. Let let me check. I think we might have an audio of Claire. Let's see if Claire's with us. Claire, are you with us? Hiya. Yeah, I am. Okay, okay, okay. So we got Claire on audio. Claire, how are you doing? Thank you for joining us. I'm fine. You can see my face. I am on camera too, but I just um, I just haven't started it yet. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> you whether you want to see my face or not. <laughs> yes, Claire, we want to see your face. So, it's so be an improvement on us, isn't it? I don't know. It's not very pretty at this time of night. I'm usually in my pajamas at this time. <laughs> there we go, Claire. There, there we go. We There's Claire. Claire, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Pleasure. It's an honor, Russ. I'm very privileged. Thank you. Okay. Oh, well, well, good there, Claire. Mr. Lydiard, how are you doing? You know, again, uh, you've been on more than a few times, and it's funny because I'm trying to stay away from asking you about refereeing decisions because you, you do more than that. But has it been a favorite moment for you on Cottage Talk? Oh, yeah, probably. I mean, I can't. I can't, I can't disappoint the people who say I'm very, very appalled with the start to the season, you know, sort of 13 from 15 points. You know, we should have won the first game, shouldn't we, guys? But, um... Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course, Steve, right? No, um, favourite moment? Oh, probably after the um, after the um, Brentford game, probably when me and you were the most excited around having, I was having a drink. Yeah. Um, for once, I was pretty excited and positive. And then uh, Emilio brought me back down on that night. But to be fair, <laughs> probably rightly so. <laughs> okay. Mr. Greg, over to you. And uh, I'm going to tell you this, Mike. My favorite moment of you being on the show is not being on the show. It's meeting you in person, Mike. It's meeting you in New York. I got, I got a chance to meet Mike in New York. And, and uh, well, I should say two favorite moments. The other favorite moment is, is, uh, is having Thanksgiving dinner with you, Mike. Those are my two favorite moments with you. Yeah, David touched on it, and I'm sure you spoke about it earlier. It's it's um it's a whole group of us who we met via this, and you know maybe initially on Twitter, but then through Cottage Talk, and yep. we were doing the streaming. We did the streaming camera long before anyone else did it as well, Russ, if you remember. Yep. 
And um, I mean, my memories of everything is is really, in some ways, the dark days when me, me, you, and Dave <laughs> were virtually every other day. Oh, the McGaff period, really. Oh, terrible. Um, it was intense, but they were they were we had fun still, didn't we? We did, we, we did, David. We absolutely yeah. did. Yeah, we did. But it was um yeah, you the interaction with the you know the listeners as well was good and uh, yeah, the highlights meeting you in New York, but meeting everyone at anywhere really and really culminating in the first playoff final, of course, uh when you know loads of us saw each other on that day. And uh yeah. but, you know, I mean memories, I mean I remember Oh, yeah, I mean, we touched on it, you know, all the Bond sort of references. And, yep. You know, can't mention the team down the road and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but, yeah, David. I did one show, Russ, actually a couple of years ago when I we beat Reading 4-1 and I got back to the car and I did a post-match show then. Yep, I remember. Uh, I remember doing that one and um, and... And that was under Parker. And surprisingly, we played really well, good football. I remember that. I, I listened back to it earlier just to remember, and I compared it. I said it was as good as under Yukanovich that first half. But I think we kicked too early, obviously, then. With it. <laughs> but no, I mean, it was, you know, there was a good number of years there when we were doing it on regular. And then we, yep. you, know, you know, so many new people came and all moved on. And I think that's the good thing about the show. You know, it has, it's kept itself fresh. You've been, you know, there at the head of it. But, um, you know, uh, Emilio stayed all the way through it. Yanis has as well. But new people have joined. And every time I've listened, it's always felt fresh. And, and well done to you, Russ, for keeping going through some very dark days. And, you know, mm -hmm. without you, you know, this show wouldn't have continued. Oh, thank you very much for that, Mike. I I, I really appreciate it. I have, I have to share this comment. We, we do have some comments just because uh, I think this is funny. And uh, Giannis, you're Alice in this uh, pretty bunch. You would be Alice. So just... Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I just, just see Giannis in his, in his um, pinny and everything with his... <laughs> All right, Claire. Claire, you know, it's funny, Claire. My favorite moment of you being on the show with me was I, I can't remember what away match was, but I actually, you called in from the car with your father and your daughter. That was my favorite moment. I thought that was great. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. It was uh, Leicester away. Leicester. Yeah. 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 I do remember that. Um, was, uh, my dad, bless him. He, he doesn't really understand technology. <laughs> so he was, he was, talking to you like he was uh talking down the phone i remember right. just like dad this is live and he's like <laughs> going off on one but yeah no i do remember that and actually my dad really likes things like that bless him although he doesn't understand <laughs> it he does like to give his opinion so he he was happy with that one as well <laughs> okay okay great stuff well guys i do have some topics for all of us and uh because, uh, you know, again, I was thinking about what to do. Uh, we already started with best match of the decade. So, but I'm going to move on because uh, I'm, I, think, I think this is going to be universal, what I'm about to, to ask you guys. But I'm just curious uh, if we all agree on this. Mr. Holly, <laughs> is it any question who would be worst manager of the Cottage Talk decade? Are we going to go back to cheesy jokes again? That's all I can say, I think. 
It's got to be Mr. McGath, doesn't it? Surely. Mr. McGath. It has It has to be Mr. McGath. Like you said, me, you, and Mike were doing a lot of those shows back then. Let's put it to you this way. Who would be second? Oh, that's a good one. I think um, there was a lot of hate at one point for Kit, really, wasn't there? We yep. felt Kit really overstayed his welcome. I mean, there's you, you could argue anyone maybe I don't like. Rennie Moulinstein, I don't think he got a fair... A fair I agree, like, David. Fair crack, but you you know the record would say that he was unsuccessful in his tenure. So people may look at him, but I think Felix McGath does stand out massively. And then after that, I mean, Mike would probably say Scott Parker. I know from <laughs> Mike's tweets, you know. <laughs> okay. And when you look at how a little bit of tweaking has changed, you know, I know we're in a different league, of course, yep. but a little bit of tweaking. We're suddenly playing exciting, attacking football with pace. Okay. It's a completely different change with a similar group of players. So, you know, you could you can throw anything in there. But McGath really stands out, I think. Uh, right, right, yeah, yeah. right. I, I think everyone's going to agree on McGath. But, Mike, would you agree with David that it's McGath? But would it be Parker second or would it be Kit? <laughs> um, or instead. No, it's definitely McGath, isn't it? I mean, there's no doubt about that. I mean, it was just a joke, <laughs> really. But... Um, uh, Kit was fine initially, but then, you know, it just tailed off at the end and uh, similar to Parker in many ways, you know, yep. the way we played the last 10 games last year, similar, you know, just no direction or anything. But whatever my personal feelings on Parker, no, it would be McGaff and then it would be... Uh, and then, what about uh, Ranieri? No one's mentioning Ranieri. Oh, oh, Giannis is, it has two thumbs up for Ranieri. Forgot no. about him already. How about you, Scott? What do you think about this? It's, it's definitely from a gap for me. Um, I mean, I can't see... I mean, for me, Simons or, or Kit was more of a, a bit of a fullback guy for me. I think yep. he kind of inherited the mess. You know, we kind of got our full and back, didn't we, from a gap. And yep. Yep. like you say, I think you know, what they were saying, like, you know, they kind of understand his welcome a little bit, you know? Um, and, okay. I, and I think the fans got on his back. But no, it's, it's definitely McGat for me. Okay, how about you, Gordon? In these uh, 10, 10 years? <clears throat> yeah, Felix the Cat. Uh, obviously, he's by far the uh, the worst manager that we've we've had, uh, not only from a supporter's point of view, uh, which is what I am like the rest of you, but right. uh, um, from, from a player's point of view as well, because some of the things that he was asking players to uh, do or get up to or in training was, was absolutely ridiculous. But from uh, I'll agree with Scott with regards to the the next person because um, yes I know Kit um, and I would I would stick up for him with regards to what he inherited and right. he was one that was going to try to bring more of the youth team through but it was going to take time and as we all know now um, there there is no time in sort of uh, right. Premier League or sometimes league football because it's all about re- results now and sort of next week and the week after. So mm. I'd, I'd go with Ranieri only because okay. um, I'll eat humble pie. I said it was a good uh, mm. appointment when he came in. And I remember yep. saying in my program notes um, that uh, he's an Italian. Uh, if he can't get us to, to defend, then nobody will. Uh, but he wanted us to play like Leicester. Uh, love Mitrovic to bits, but he hasn't got the pace of Jamie Vardy. Yep. And uh, we were never going to play like Leicester. So no. uh, after 16 games of trying to make us play like Leicester, 
he got the push as well because he wasn't uh, uh, the, a manager that was going to change his philosophy. And it, it costs managers jobs these days if they don't want to change their philosophy and it's not working. Okay. Claire, how about you? Yeah, but just full house with McGuff. It was, um, you know, not just the stuff that was happening um, on the pitch, but it just made a laughing stock of Fulham, didn't it? All the stories that were coming out, it was just really quite embarrassing. And, uh, you know, we, we're already teased with the, you've got the clappers, you've got the Michael Jackson statue and all of that. And then to have this lunatic with his yep. cheese <laughs> adding to it, it's just like, no. Yeah, it was just abysmal, wasn't it? It really was. I'd, I'd go full house with you guys on that one. <laughs> okay. Our favourite ref, Mr. Lidyard, who would it be? Oh, there's a, there's a few to choose from. There's obviously McGuff, yeah, but, um, you know, Tony Khan. Anyone mention Tony Khan? Oh, um, <laughs> um, possibly, it, it, possibly. It had to come up. I, I, I knew, I, I call it the foam <laughs> third rail. He's the foam third rail. So what yeah. about, I mean, what about Roy Hodgson? You know, he got us to a European final. We lost, Roy Hodgson's before you know, the 10 years, Steve, so you can't even talk about we, Roy. We've forgotten one, oh, guys. We've just, forgotten one. Forgotten it's one. Felix McGaff. It's got to be Felix Martin McGaff, Yol? let's be honest. Yol? Martin uh, Yole. Yeah, Martin yep. Martin, yeah, Martin Yole is the beginning of the Cottage Talk <laughs> It's Felix McGaff. It's got to be Felix, Felix McGaff. McGaff. Okay. An absolute clueless idiot. Okay, so now we're going to flip it because you guys know how positive I am. Who was the best manager? Of the Cottage Talk Tech, and I'm curious your views on this. I'm going to get us started. I'm going to say Savisa. Am I wrong, David? Maybe you'll be proved wrong after this season, but at the moment it's too early to say. Right. It's too early to say with Marco Silva. Yeah, I mean, Marco Silva might turn out to be, but you can't judge someone after a handful of games. So, no, I'm with with you. Okay. Okay. So, I got one vote for Savisa. Scott, how about you? Yeah, I think it's Jukanovic for me. Um, I think his tenure in the Premier League was a little bit questionable, but championship-wise, I think it's probably some of the best football we've seen, obviously, since the Takana days. Um, I don't think we've been that sport mm-hmm. since, like David was saying there. Marco Silva does seem to be the one, but I mean... He after could, he could back, overtake it. Yeah, um, and he does have a tendency to drop off at the end of seasons, you know, so we've got to watch that one quite carefully. Mm-hmm. But no, it's uh, Jukanovic. Yeah, definitely Jukanovic. Okay. How about you, Emilio? You know... Is it that easy to just say it's Savisa or could it be, you know, going back to, you know, again, we're talking about Yol. I mean, Yol did have a good period, but also it had a very bad period. Yeah. And I think, you know, I wasn't, you know, I agree with Gordon about Ranieri. I was one of the, I was very pro at Ranieri when he got the job, you know, thinking he was going to change the club. He was going to save the club. And clearly we, that was a mistake. Yukanovich, I was scathing. I mean, when he got the job, you remember rightly. I was, I was I remember. against him for many, many months. I, I remember at some point he struggled initially. He really, he did. really struggled. But I loved Martin Yol's football in that season. We did it. We finished seventh. That's why we I want to bring up Yol in the Premier League. Yukanovich, yep, yeah, Championship twenty-three game unbeaten run. We, you, you know, failed miserably in the Premier League. Martin Yol, we had some very good plays in, in that era. That we finished seventh. We we're winning handsomely all those home games. We could we could compete against the likes of Liverpool, Man United in those games, but unfortunately, you know, you're kind of struggling in the Premier League. To be honest, I enjoyed that Martin Yol season where we were knocking teams out for six and we were winning home and away. Obviously, things didn't work out when, when we got relegated. You know, when that season yep. got relegated, but clearly, we had some very good moments, and those are the most dizzy heights we want to return to. Yep. So, Yukanovic's great in the Championship. 
found out in the Premier League. And I think Martin Yole we had a good team. He built in that team. And we had some very proud moments as a supporter at that, that time. Okay, Mr. Greg, I'm going with Savisa. You know I love Savisa, but Giannis is – yeah, Giannis, sorry. There's a Goldman for you. Emilio's making a, a strong argument for Martin Yole. What are your thoughts? Uh, I couldn't go for Yole because, actually, I think this, his, his building of the team led to us getting relegated in some ways. So <laughs> That's a good point. So, uh, it's Shikanovic, hands down. You know, there's no competition, really. I mean, okay. when we play the 23-game run, um, he's actually the opposite to Silver, isn't he? So, he starts slowly as yep. a better second half, whereas Silver historically starts well and then has a poor second half season. So, um far too early for Silva to make any judgments, but it's you know a cracking start by him. Absolutely. But Jukanovic, for me, taking our football was something else, but uh, Jukanovic, I just love the way at its peak, we just controlled and wore, wore teams down, and it was beautiful to watch, and I loved it. Let me ask you this, because we talked about this on the very last show, Mike, comparing what we've been seeing so far from Marco Silva, early days, to taking a football is it fair to even bring up the two together? Uh, you can compare it, but it's um, for me. It's still too early. I mean, it, I mean, it's twenty years ago, but that that beginning of that season under Tigner was was terrific, and uh, we, you know, that was something else. I mean, mm. What we're watching after the last two years, <laughs> we can the There's no doubt about that. But yep. um, yeah, let's just see how it goes. Let's yep. see how it goes over the next. Five games or so. Okay, how about you, Giannis? Um, I, I'm 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 not. You know, hindsight in 2020, I'm not going to have a lot bad said about Yol. I mean, he got us to seventh place in the Premier League. I mean, it, it is what it is. It's a fact, and he has some great players. Slavic is fantastic, and he did a wonderful job. And I'm hoping the Sheffield United fans, you know, they, they've had a difficult start of the season, but that they'd be patient for, for someone who's a very, very good manager, although I still think they've got some holes in the team. Um, I think that um, I've been really encouraged by Marco Silva. It just, it, it just goes to show that the coaching isn't just a matter that the X's and O's and technical, but it's also about the spirit. And I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch the, um, the Motspur Park. Uh, they did the little tidbits on YouTube today. Yeah, and the first the first clip was Harrison Reed roughhousing Rodrigo Munoz. I saw that, and I thought, well, that's your first introduction to the club, and I, I think that's pretty indicative of the spirit of the of the club and the team right now. So um, there's going to be some comparisons to, to Tigana, and that was a fantastic team. Yeah. Um, but to answer your question, it's got to be Slovenia. Twenty three games insanity. Yeah. It was brilliant, and I still think he was fired too early. Um, I don't think he got support in the transfer window that he maybe should have done. And uh, Mr. Khan decided to pull the rug out of him um, maybe a little too soon. Okay. Gordon, over to you. Your thoughts, is it going to be Savisa? And could it potentially eventually be Marco Silva? Or, you know, it's funny. We we haven't mentioned Scott Parker. I, I, I don't think Scott Parker's in, in that discussion. It just didn't work out. But who's the best manager? I think, uh, as as most people have said, you, you've got to look at it and the way that the team played under Slavisa. Um, he is um, for, shall we say, those twenty three games um, the the best the best manager. But if it had been another owner, shall we say, and where we were after the first twenty three games, 
um, would he have still been in a job? Um, because you go 23 games in the second half of the season uh, unbeaten. Um, you say that he, he generally starts slow, but you're talking really half a season where he's taken to get everything right. Yep. When it was right, then th- there's no comparison to anybody else um, in the timescale that we're, we're looking at um, to, to take the mantle from him. And um, you, you look at the uh, the Premier League, and I was a, um, ha- having a bit of a go with him because, as I mentioned about Ranieri, uh, who, yep. who followed him in, um, he wanted to play his way of football that worked in the Championship in the Premier League. And after 15, 16 games, it wasn't working and he got the sack. Um, he should have, in my opinion, changed his philosophy after maybe eight games or 10 games because we weren't getting results and we didn't even look like getting results in those first eight or 10 games. And, and we were like a fish out of water, in, in my opinion. Um, and it was as if he was so stubborn to say, this is how I want us to play and this is how we're going to play play uh, purely on the season before where perhaps they got the idea after 23 games that this is how we should be playing and went on that 23 game uh, unbeaten run Um, but he certainly has his failings um, but uh, with with the ones that you're looking at then really he's by far uh, the, the best one up until now and I know we've mentioned that Silver starts off well um if he starts well and the players are with him and they sound as though they are and they look as though they are, then to be perfectly honest with you, um, and I know I'm going to be sort of uh, shot down because we're going to lose a game every now and again, but that 23-game unbeaten run could be under pressure, the way that we're playing. Oh, I, the strength, I hope you're right. The strength that we've now got in the squad. I hope you're right there, Gordon. I really do. Over to you, Mr. Lydiard. For you, is it Slavisa or is there someone else? Stephanie Slavisa, but I think Mike makes a good point about Silva starting slow um, and maybe sort of, sorry, not slow, um, start uh, fast and then tailing off. But to be fair, I think if we start fast with him, we'll probably win the league by by just the other side of Christmas. So it won't really oh. matter in the end. <laughs> but, I'll take um, that, Steve. But yeah, I think we all would. But no, I think, um, I think it's got to be Slavisa. There's hands down. Everyone's yeah. just said, said the reasons why. Okay. And uh, Claire, I'm sorry to leave you last, but your thoughts? Would it be Savisa for you? Yeah, again, just just full house. It was just great, beautiful football to watch and so exciting and great as a fan. You know, every match day you were going into the game being a bit cocksure that you were going to win and it was just so much fun. Um, there's nothing better than going into um, a football match with all that positivity, which is what we've got now. And it's lovely. And you can really feel that atmosphere at the cottage at the moment where people, you know, they've got such a good vibe. And that's what it was like during the 23 unbeaten. And it's just good. It's just good to be a part of. It's beautiful football to watch. It's just just so positive. The energy's great. And I love that as much as I love watching the football. Okay, excellent. All right, bonus topic just for Giannis. Giannis, worst Fulham <laughs> player of the Cottage Talk decade. I think it's either going to be Fotherham or Pajamas. Am I right? <laughs> well, because you, I don't want you to take offense if I mention Floyd Aite. 
um, and and let's be honest, we mugged Reading out of seven million for Sonny and Luca. <laughs> so How that, we got anything for him, I don't know. Uh, Mark Fotheringham, I know he's coaching. I think he's in at Cowden Beath right now. Uh, he was a player coach. He is far and away. He, I think he is now the worst player I've ever seen play for Fulham. I, and I and I don't. I mean, no disrespect to the family and being a professional, obviously, is very very tough. But he looked so far out of his depth when he played for us. He might as well be, have been um, sixty thousand leagues beneath the sea. It was just. It was. I mean, it was painful to watch. And he must have known. He must have known. Uh, so Mark Fotheringham by a country mile. Okay, very good. I, I just I had to throw that in there at the last minute. But here's one, guys. As you can imagine, I want you to think about this. This is 10 seasons of Cottage Talk. Let's do this, Mr. Holly. Best player of the Cottage Talk decade. I am looking at a Berbatov shirt. I'm going with Dimitar Berbatov. Well, in terms of raw talent, yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're looking for a team player, you can't pick... pick. Not really. No, I mean, he's, no. you know, he, yeah, certainly had the skills. I mean, for me, I like honest, hardworking players, I think, and guys who, you know, they put in a good shift. The Harrison Reeves of, of, of yesteryear, maybe people like that, you know. Danny Murphy going further back. Yeah. I mean, even Ivor used to run a bit. He didn't just used to tap them in in the box, you know, sometimes. And, like, you know, they, they, they had a great team back then. Ray Lurie did all the, the hard work in midfield, didn't they, and everything. But, yeah. It's probably safe to say I'm not going to pick Brian Ruiz. He was never <laughs> top of my list, you know. Again, a classy-looking player, but never really hit it off. There's so many to choose from. I, I mean, know. I know. That's why I, I thought this would be an interesting topic. This is 10 years, David. So if you had I, I, to I, give it to one person, who would it be? Well, I, I can tell you um, just about fits in probably still. About, I think for me, we've never really... Still, apart from on loan last season, we placed Mark Schwarzer. We still have mm. got five. Okay, that's a good one. Goalkeeper. I mean, so, yeah, maybe he wasn't the best player, especially as he's coming to the end of his tenure, maybe, when we started or when he started on the show. But, you know, who's been who's been better? Ariola most certainly. I can't believe he's a reserve for West Ham. Mm. But yep. I'm not sold at the moment on Gazaniga. And, you know, I'm with you, he, David. For me, he's our weak link at the moment, if there is one. Okay. So I think, you know, you've got to start with that foundation. I wouldn't say he was maybe the best player overall, but maybe the most crucial player, someone like that, that's a goalkeeper. Interesting. Yeah? That, that's an interesting take by you. Mr. Mr. Tanfield, what, where do you go on this? Like I said, you can go in many different directions. Mm -hmm. If I'm going for pure talent, that's why I, I, I was looking at Berba. But as a team player, David's right. He wasn't a team player. Let's, let's call it what it was. But – if it was just best player at Fulham over 10 seasons, 10 years, who was it for you? Um, I mean, I've seen a few. Um, for me, the most striking player for when he came on and made his debut under Mark Hughes was Dembele. Um, oh, great one. I, I thought he was just a sort of a cut above everyone else. He came on like a, an ice skater, didn't he? I mean, that through ball to um, Paul Bregnack at, um, at Queen's Park Rangers that time. Um, when we won one nil down there, he just had something special about him. And even when he left, he never kind of bigged it up, did he? He went quite quietly. You know, he, he was never too you know big above the station. He went at Spurs, and even when he returned, he, he remained humble. 
Um, you know, and I, and I just thought he was a class above for me. So it's got to be Dembele. Okay, Emilio, how about you? Again, I think David touched on the points. I was going to say it's it's best play, you know, best play who I've enjoyed watching. Obviously, Berbatov technically probably the best, but you know, I still blame him to some extent why we actually got relegated that season. I uh, I don't okay. forgive him for that. To be honest, why you know he had a good first season, second season. I was disappointed. He was not a team player, and I wouldn't put him anywhere near. But you know the top 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 six players for Fulham Football Club. I still like Clint Dempsey. Again, I've always I've always okay. raved about him. His contribution, his goals, his assists, his work rate. It's disappointing. I was really I was gutted more when he went to Tottenham than when Dembele went. To be okay. honest, because I, I think Dembele technically very good player didn't do enough for me in terms of goals scored and assists. Because Dempsey had it had everything in the tank, and you know to be honest, I don't forgive him missing that penalty against Chelsea in injury time that time as a. Was it a Monday night? Okay, yep. sorry, David. I said the C word, didn't I? Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, we've had, you know, again, for me, it's, you know, if you look at it, best player, I'm looking not necessarily technically the best player, yep. the best player in the top league, and that I enjoyed watching was Clint Again, it goes back to that Martin Yol era, going back to then. But, okay. You know, so, you know. Good stuff. Mike, how about you? There are several choices here. I, I don't think anyone's going to mention Ross McCormack, so I'll just thought, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to go there. So how about you, Mike? Where do you go on this? Like I said, for me to be entertained, it's Berbatov, but good point. Was he a, part of the reason why Fulham got relegated? Possibly. So how could it be Berbatov? Who was it for you? Well, he, he was the best technical player. I don't think anyone can yeah. You know, yeah. disagree with that. Um and certainly some of those players in that last, you know, first year or two of Cottage Talk were, have been there a few years. But I'm going to be quite boring, actually, and say, actually, it was, for me, the best player this last decade is Mitrovic. He's been the difference. He was a difference. I figured, I figured someone would mention Mitro. And, yeah. and strikers who scored 20 goals a season do not come along very often. You know, maybe one or two a decade if yep. you're lucky. And we've had two. McCormick, you know, for all his faults, scored a lot of goals. He certainly did. Um, he kept us in the division, let's be honest. He did when you look back. And, you know, I gave him a hard time for sure. Uh, but but I, I did also think about, well, maybe it wasn't the best player of the decade. You know, for me, the three musketeers in midfield as well, oh. you, know, you know, they were brilliant as a combination. But, yeah, the, the one player who... I just love through this last few years as has been Mitrovic. And I'm going to okay. go with that. Okay. Know. That's listen. I figured someone would mention Mitro and I certainly understand that Mike. How about you, Giannis? There are a lot of places you can go. I kind of like David's out of the box. You know, it, it might not be too out of the box thinking about as a player being valuable, being Mark Schwartz. I like that one. How about you? Uh, well, Berber was, Berber has had the best first touch of any player I've ever seen in the Premier League and I don't think anyone came close he was he was just an absolute you you pay big money to go and watch him play for me Clint Dempsey was our best player wow and so I was I was devastated when he left I oh mean, you're going a, with Emilio okay yeah I was devastated because it was the and it wasn't just the fact that he left it was the manner and I think yep. I've said to you in previous shows I don't think we'll ever know the true story as to why he left the club we know that all of a sudden he wasn't playing and he was such a catalyst and, and the improvement that we saw in the black and white of Fulham, you know, from, you know, the fledgling that he was to a full-blown U.S. international, yep. to, to everything that he did for him to leave. But I'm going to add as a caveat the fact that he had the guts, and I say even though it wasn't successful, but he had the guts to come back a second time. 
and it was you know he didn't he didn't do brilliantly but I'll right. always have lots of time for for uh, the deuce and uh he was Dembele for all his skill Berber for all his flash but uh Dempsey for me player of the decade okay Claire how about you who would it be for you I'm curious it's hard because you know me. Russell. I know you, Claire. You like everyone. everyone. I know. I just I... love everyone. You love everyone. I know. Um, do you know what? Just for the pure joy of watching him play recently, I'm going to say, and it's a little bit boring, and please forgive me, but I'm going to say Ryan Sessignon. Okay. I think, you know, he was a great player to watch. I still desperately miss him. I still really, really miss him. At, um, I have a, I have a comment for Ryan Sussion. There you go. There you go. Um, you know, I, I still miss seeing him on the pitch. I think his passion was just, you know, it was just, he wore it on his face. He wore it in his heart. He wore his passion for the club. Um, and he was a beautiful player to watch. And, and um, you know, I mean, I could choose so many. I I, I echo everything you've all said. Yep. Mitro, yeah. Berber, yeah. Dempsey, yes. But for me, I'm going to go Cess just because I love him. I miss him. And um, I just think, you know, he was a proper Fulham, Fulham lad, wasn't yep. he? He was Fulham through and through. And you could see that, you know, that passion was just there. And, and um, yeah, I'm just sad he's still not with us, really. <laughs> he's, unfortunately, right now a cautionary tale because uh, yeah. I still think Ryan Sessignon could be could be a great player, but yeah. he's in a very bad situation, mm. I think. And I, I think agree. he made a mistake, but mm. we'll see. Hopefully, uh, he can bounce back in his career. Okay, let's go to the ref. Mr. Lidyard, how about you? Um, mine's easy, Russ. I can't believe no one's mentioned this. Um, for his all-round happiness at making sort of zero appearances for us, Jallo. Where's Jallo? Oh, come on. You, um, of course you had to go. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Marcelo Jallo, our very own non-Brazilian. <laughs> um, no, is is Dempsey's a good shout. Mitch Dempsey, is a good wow, shout. Wow, we're going a lot for Dempsey. Um, yeah, Dempsey. I said still, you know, for for some of what we got him for, you know, and and yep. what he delivered back to us. It's, okay. it's got to be Dempsey. Okay. I've left this purposely to Gordon. Gordon, you're going to have the last crack at this. Ten years here. Who is the best phone player in, in your eyes here? And, again, a lot of choices. I'm curious your view. Well, it, it, it all depends whether the two that I'm thinking of come in that 10-year period because – Time okay. has gone so time has gone so quickly, um, and I think one or both of them were playing in two thousand and twelve. And if if they weren't, then uh, my brain is uh, testing me. But uh, if Breda Hangeland was there in two thousand and twelve, or Danny Murphy, then. Yeah, you may be strange. You may think it's strange. I think, that I think Murphy might have been gone. Maybe someone can check on that. But yeah, Murphy's my favorite player, by the way, Gordon, my all-time yeah, favorite but, player. Um, so I, I have, I, I have all the time in the world for Danny Murphy. I, I'm purely I'm looking at, I'm, oh. I'm purely looking at sort of um, the 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 influence they had on on the entire team, and yep. 
Danny Murphy, if he's there, if he's in that 12-10-year uh, period, then he was outstanding in that midfield, even before that, but right at the end of his career. And Breda Hangland uh, was, was the rock in defence that everything is built on. Um, if, if you're looking at, as, as people have mentioned, technical ability, then, yes, you Berber has got to be up there, but he, he was a... It's let's let's play when I'm ready type of attitude, and I think he upset the changing room. And I think Emilio yep. said it was probably him that uh, upset the apple cart and got got us sort of uh, on the way to relegation. Um, so technical ability, him, scoring ability, Mitrovic is up there with the rest of them. But um, I'm basically going on what holds the team together, yep. and I would say either. Danny Murphy, Breda Hanglin, if they are in that 10-year period. They are in the 10-year period. Mm-hmm. I just double-checked. They are. So so, so good calls by by you, Gordon. See, you know, that's why it's always valuable to have Gordon on the show. So, you know, it, it's, you, you know it's, I'm, probably the old, I'm, I'm probably the oldest one here, and I can remember that far back. <laughs> well, again, what's ironic here is me doing a Goldman. I should have said Danny Murphy because he's my favorite player. And I don't know why it didn't even dawn on me. So, so there's a Goldman for me. So there you go on that. All right. Don't be too um, hard for yourself, Russ. I mean, Murphy and Dempsey both left in 2012. So they were right at the start of Cottage Talk here. I yep. mean, Hangelin stayed till 2014. So he did. He, he, did. he did. Don't be harsh on yourself. Okay. You know? Okay. <laughs> All right, all right, good, good stuff, guys. Great, great show. But listen, let's let's wrap this up before we go. I'm just going to say goodbye individually to each one of you. First, I'm going to start with you, David. David, thank you so much for doing the show. I hope you enjoyed it. It's been a pleasure to come back, and I hope that we can do it again sometime in the future. I have a, okay. I have one one question for Mike and for all the listeners. Okay, how many Premier League goals has Chris Wood scored since I last did a show? <laughs> Mike, uh, I think that might take Mike some some time to to figure out. But yeah. I know I know why he's asking that. I know why he's asking that. Okay, <laughs> Mr. Lydiard, while Mike ponders that, Mr. Lydiard, thank you so much for for doing this tonight, and uh, thank you for being a part of Cottage Talk. Pleasure, guys. Um, anytime. And like I say, it's good to get the fresh faces of sort of Rob and um. And everybody else, um, with regards to this, I'm forgetting names as well. And everyone on here, it's just good to listen to and freshen up with different faces each week. Okay. Okay. Uh, my positive twin, Claire, thank you so much for joining us tonight. She is my other half when it comes to positivity. Thank you, Claire, for, for doing this. That's a pleasure, Russ. It's always a pleasure. Okay. Mr. Greg, as I've said at the beginning of the show, and I'll say it again, you're doing a great job with Scott on the Fofcast. It's it's a great show, and uh, thank you for being such an integral part to Cottage Talk. Uh, cheers, Russ. It's been really good to be on and see all the and talk about the past. But I think, you know, let's look forward to the next 10 years and, and especially the rest of this season because it's an exciting start. And, yeah. Uh, uh, but I don't know how many goals Woods have scored, Dave, but I'm sure you will tell me later. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Well, I'll just I'll just mention this, Mike. If we go another ten years, I think me, you, Holly, Amelia, I think we'll all be bald by then. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Okay. 
<laughs> Giannis. Okay. Giannis, as always, listen, thank you so much for doing this. It's just been so great having you a, a part of College Talk. I remember when you first contacted me and wanted to be part of the show. And uh, it's just been wonderful having you. And it's just great to look back at 10 years. Thank you, matey. And I think if we have a 20th anniversary show, we'll probably still be talking about the fact that Terence Congolo is still on the injury list. Probably. Probably. <laughs> probably. Gordon, as always, thank you for, for joining us. I, I know Rob wanted to come. It's so great having the two of you on together. It's like a good banter going back and forth between the two of you. So thank you, as always, Gordon, for joining us. No, I, I thoroughly enjoy it, Russ. And uh, it's nice to see a few new faces that I haven't seen uh, before. And um, it, with, with some of them, if they if they if they speak to me uh, while I'm at the cottage, then I now know who they are, so I can talk back instead of just ignoring them and walking on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very good, Mr. Tanfield. As always, thank you so much for. Uh, what you do. And, and uh, listen, and I want to say this, I, I can't thank you enough for the partnership we've had with friends of foam and cottage talk. You've helped us grow as a podcast and I hope it's been beneficial to friends of foam as well. Thank you so much. And just keep up the great work that you're doing on friends of foam. And of course on the Fofcast. Yeah, it's been good to come on us and, and like uh, Gordon said to, to see sort of, you know, some more faces. I mean, this is probably the second time I've met David personally face to face. The first time was in the Hammersmith toilets. I think it was the other time. <laughs> we had a selfie. We were in the massive mod bend, didn't we? Yeah, which is a bit eerie, because I know. Mm. Uh, but no, it's really good to sort of you know see some faces. I say some mm. of you have come on sort of podcast and stuff like that, but it's not all about that. I think it's more about you know, as a group of fans. I think we all do, like you said, Russ earlier on. Um, We'll do enough of the fan base to keep everyone kind of, you know, involved. The time moves on this. Exactly. Um, you know, and it's, it's it's good that we've got to this stage of, of ten years. And like I say, just hopefully for the next ten years, we we move on more back here again. That'd be great, there, Scott. Emilio. Wow, it's been a long time, my friend. And uh, thank you for everything that you've done for Cottage Talk. It's been a lot. And uh, like we're all talking about, let's hope for another ten years. But uh, mm-hmm. I hope you enjoyed tonight. Looking back at some great moments and talking to some great people that we've been involved with. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's the journey will continue. This is just for the first, first decade of many, but yeah, it's just, I think it's just the fact that it's just reunited all of us together. I've met, I've, I've met all of you pretty much all face to face. I know I'm due to meet Gordon at some point very, very soon. Gordon and Rob for a few drinks, but yeah, overall it's just, look, you know, we're all love Fulham. That's one thing we have in common. We're all good friends. We all have a good banter. And yeah, long, long may this continue to be honest. It's really been a pleasure to do the show with these guys tonight and obviously with you Claire thanks for being a, a shining light you know always, always very positive you know, absolutely so, um, yeah, let's not forget that but yeah it's, it's a good been a good show great memories and there'll be many more in the years ahead that's for sure okay excellent all right I'm just going to share some comments thank you everyone who has been watching or listening live and I'm just going to share some so just thank you because uh again it's uh you Obviously, watching or listening to Kaj, that that has been such a big part of the show's success over the years, along with everyone that's on here and, and all the co-hosts over the year, the guests, the incredible guests that we've had. It's, it's just been wonderful. And I can't thank everyone enough for doing this uh, with me over the years. But let's wrap up. One thing is, well, to get our listeners, you know, thank you. Without the listeners, there would yes. be no show as well. So let's, yeah. let's, let's, yes. 
thank everyone who's week in, week out to absolutely have comments and you know, thanks for your ongoing support, contribution, and you know, just just supporting the club and supporting the show. Absolutely. If, if it wasn't for the listeners, there would be no cottage talk. So I'm glad that you mentioned that. Yeah. Uh, and, and I almost did another another Goldman at the very end calling you Giannis. That's great. <laughs> that uh, you know. And again, I I can't go through any show without doing at least well, three or more hair. Giannis, I think you win. I think I win it marginally. No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's wrap this up. For everyone on the show tonight, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.